BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. And we're taking the show on the road. We're heading out to Phoenix, Arizona. Super Bowl, Eagles and Chiefs, Birds and Andy Reid. Who better to talk about all of this than the great, the legendary Sal Palantonio? How many Super Bowls is this going to be for you, Sal Pal? Oh, that's the big 3-0 for me, John, 30. Hey, congrats. That's awesome. All that this great is, hair, you can tell, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So you're going to be there at the Eagles Hotel all week. You got great access. You're embedded. Um you got to sit down with Nick Sirianni. Give me the vibe of this Eagles team. Because when you look at it, Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl three of the last four years with Andy and Patrick Mahomes. This is Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, second year together, going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, let me tell you what I found out today, Wednesday. Uh, this is all install day where both the offensive and defensive coaches are installing the offensive and defensive game plans and they will go out to practice Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then get on the team plane and go out to Phoenix, Arizona. So that's what's happening right now. Right now there's uh, guys grabbing lunch in the cafeteria, taking a plate, taking a bottle of water, go sit at their desk, make sure that, you know, these guys are putting in, you know, 22, 23-hour days, uh, literally sleeping maybe a couple hours a day. As you know, preparing for a Super Bowl is like nothing else a professional athlete does or a professional coach. Uh, I would say they're, they're very, very confident. You know, you win 38 to seven and 31 to seven, right? 38 to seven, 31 to seven uh, in, in the run up to the Super Bowl. That'll give your team a lot of confidence. I would say this team has a good solid base of confidence after those two games. So Sal, they didn't even have to have their quarterback throw for more than 155 yards in either game and they were able to run the ball at will when they wanted to. They had some great double teams, combination blocks, all that. How impressive is the offense when you can basically win any which way you decide to? Yeah, they run the ball, even though the other team knows they're going to run it. Uh, And that's really hard to do when you're going up against professional defenses. So what happened in that game was this. They struggled in the first quarter. We saw that offense struggled in the first quarter. Uh, The 49ers were really obviously in the game. That's number two. Uh, Number three, they had no plan really, I thought, to block Fred Warner. So then you're watching uh, Jeff Stoutland on the sideline with the Microsoft tablets, with the offensive line. I don't know what they did to adjust, and they're not going to tell us what they did to adjust, right, John? But they adjusted, and then they started running wild. And you saw – Number 54, Fred Warner, he was nowhere near the play. He had bad angles, bad pursuit. Uh, He was late to the play. Uh, They basically eliminated him from the game plan. And I think the number one thing that they did was they used 
Jalen Hurts more as a decoy than they had done uh, and just decided, okay, we're going to occupy Fred Warner as a spy on Jalen Hurts because it looks like he's taken off, he's willing to take off, and Hurts would give the ball to Sanders. And the revelation of these playoffs, we can agree, is Kenny Gainwell. We can agree on that, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. 26 carries over the last two games in the playoffs. That's the most by far in his career. So they can pretty much put, I don't want to say any running back back there, but Boston Scott comes in. Kenny Gainwell was awesome. Uh, This offensive line, Sal, it's fascinating to me because I think it was ingrained into the Eagles organization by one Andy Reid when he first came there, drafting O-linemen, make sure your line is the best it can be. How special is this matchup because of that? Because Andy kind of, instilled that in them and then built them into a championship contender in Philly. Well, I think it's really important, obviously. I mean, and it starts with the center, Jason Kelsey. As you know, I'm a voter for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. I'm one of the 46 selectors, and I will push hard for Jason Kelsey to get into the Hall of Fame with his brother, Travis. I mean, that's a whole different story. It starts with Jason Kelsey, right? John, he sets the protection, but he's also smart enough to know exactly what to do on every single play and athletic enough to carry it out. That's super rare, um, especially for a guy that's his age, going back to the Super Bowl after winning it in Super Bowl 52. So, you know, it starts with him. He's really smart. He's really talented. He's very tough. And uh, he sets the tone on the offensive line. And when you have a guy like that, and you're the offensive line coach and run game coordinator like Jeff Stoutland, you can pretty much on the fly adapt to anything that you want to do. And that's what they did against the 49ers. Is there any worry whatsoever from that game? Jalen took a couple shots down the field. He overthrew AJ Brown on one. Another one was a misfire. Look, when they got up, they just said, okay, we're going to run the ball. We're not going to turn it over. We're just going to control this game. Is there any worry about where the passing game is right now heading into the Super Bowl when you know the Chiefs the Chiefs can score points? Well, you have to take those shots just so you get the safeties off the line of scrimmage. So you might hit on one out of three, two out of four, but you got to take them because you don't want Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Having guys down around the line of scrimmage, you want them all off the ball. And so I think once Jalen threw the ball down the field a couple of times, that also got the Niners to back off, and that's what you want with the Chiefs. But they got to block Chris Jones. Chris Jones was a human wrecking ball. And by the way, the referee in the game, Carl Sheppers, needs to start throwing some flags on Chris Jones. When I watched the tape, I saw four instances where he could have easily been flagged, hands to the face, defensive holding, roughing the passer, and Carl's Cheppers, I believe, ended the season uh, throwing the third most flags in the NFL, so he'll be watching. But the Eagles are 1-0 this year with Carl as, as the head official, so that's pretty good. Um, I asked you a little earlier about the experience level, and, and you've covered Andy. We've both covered Andy in Super Bowls. So three out of four years now, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they have been in this big moment, won one, lost one. Do you think that that experience will be a factor in this game going against Nick and Jalen Hurts? Well, when I talked to Nick today, you know, he said that he has been calling 
other coaches about how to handle a number of things. One, the two-week layoff, the messaging that is necessary to keep the team focused for two weeks leading up to the big game. So he talked to Frank Reich about that. And he's talked to a number of other coaches around the league about how to prepare your team, you know, prior to the Super Bowl and then when you go there. So I think from that standpoint, he's leaning on more experienced coaches to gain his own personal experience. So I think, but you can't really duplicate it, right, John? Um, It's one of those things where uh, you have to learn on the fly when things come up. And I think he's been pretty good at it. As for Andy Reid, you know, Randy Reid's had uh, some really good games in big games. And truth be told, he's had some really poor games in big games. You know the record. Everybody who's followed the team knows the record of how they failed in NFC Championship games here, and he never won the Super Bowl here. Uh, And it took Doug Peterson to do it. Um, When I did talk to Nick Sirianni, he was praised. He had a lot of praise for Andy. He didn't want to get into the whole story of, you know, the love-hate relationship in Philadelphia with Andy Reid in this town is well-documented and real. It's not fake, for sure. When he left after 14 years, people here were looking for a breath of fresh air. No question about that. Uh, Andy Reid is going to the Hall of Fame. No question he will go. His record definitely says that. But his record here was less than exemplary down the stretch. How great of a matchup do you think this is? I mean, you got two teams, number one seeds. You got 14 win seasons for both of these teams. You got arguably the two MVP candidates. We know Mahomes is probably going to get it, but I mean, how great of a Super Bowl with the storylines can this be? Well, I think it's a monster storyline just of Andy Reid, the ghost of Christmas past going up against the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni, who coached in Kansas City when Andy Reid arrived there. Uh, there's so much history here. It's rich. It's lush. Uh, and it's important. It's important for the story of football in Philadelphia that this game happens and that somehow this team finds a way to slay Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, the odds-on MVP. Not going to be easy. Got to block Chris Jones. Got to cover Travis Kelsey. Got to get Patrick Mahomes down to the ground. I thought one of the ways that the Bengals really failed on Sunday was they had shots at Mahomes, and he was constantly getting out of harm's way with his legs, with his arm. Uh, There was just too much of that. So I think cover Kelsey, get Mahomes to the ground, don't let Chris Jones destroy the game. Those are the top three, uh, and Andy Reid will be a very good play caller in this game, and it'll be up to Jonathan Gannon to find out ways to – Stop this Chiefs offense, John, on third and fourth down. That is the key. It will come down to third and fourth down when Patrick Mahomes has the football in his hands. And one of the wild things about this game is the Eagles are one of the best red zone offenses in the NFL. And the Chiefs amazingly made it to the Super Bowl with one of the worst red zone defenses. They've given up touchdowns in the red zone like 68% of the time. There's only one team that was worse. So, the Chiefs are prone sometimes to have those games where they give up a lot to the offense. When you look at all the units on this team, on these teams, I mean, where do you think the big advantage is or where do you think the difference will be with the four units? Chiefs offense, Chiefs defense, Eagles offense and defense. Eagles defense. <clears throat> the Eagles pass rush 
is far superior than anything I have seen in a long, long time, John. I mean, Hassan Reddick, uh, I think he, if the Eagles win, he has a chance to be the MVP of the, of the game. So the way he has set the tone early against San Francisco and New York is unprecedented. It's Von Miller-esque, really. Um, and, and so I think the pass rush is so good because the cover is so good. You know, Bradbury's playing very, very well right now. This Jonathan Gannon defense is playing very good complementary football. And, you know, you've got Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, Linval Joseph, Sue, uh, all, Josh Sweat, up and down the line on that front four. And the way they rotate and keep fresh legs in there, it's I think that that is the number one unit on the field, Eagles defense. All right, and let's check out the MVP odds powered by PointsBet. I'm looking here. Jalen Hurts is the top MVP favorite, plus 120. Patrick Mahomes is 125. And you look down there, Hassan Reddick, he is on the list, plus 3,500. So MVP of the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Devontae, Miles Sanders, Hassan Reddick. That is pretty cool. A lot of eagles on that list. So it's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. PointsBet. Your move. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. So download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. We saw Patrick Mahomes run for a first down with a high ankle sprain to help clinch a trip to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's pretty amazing what Patrick is doing. How does he do it? Yeah. I don't know. So what do you think his condition is now with, he's going to have two weeks to rest up for this. John, what he did was so unbelievable. Fighting through that, that pain must've been enormous. And, you know, they, they'll give him all kinds of, uh, you know, lidocaine, stuff like that to, to numb it up. But have you ever tried running on a numb foot? <laughs> it's got to be, right? In, a, yeah. in an NFL game? Yeah. We're not running after our kids in the backyard. We're running after, running from, you know, but the thing is the Eagles have such great speed on their defensive front that I think it's different from Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got strength. Hubbard, Hendrickson. Those guys are tough, physical, strong guys. Eagles have speed on their defensive line, starting with Reddick and Sweat. So uh, I think it'll be a different matchup for Patrick Mahomes. And and the Eagles linebackers have some speed too. Now you talked about the high ankle sprain with Patrick Mahomes. You talked about the Eagles defensive line being the difference, but we've seen even with that high ankle sprain, he's gotten out of the way of pressure and sacks. He's only been sacked three times in the playoff games. Do you think that the Eagles will be able to really get to him and have an effect on the game, kind of like they did against Brock Purdy? I do. I do. I think they have the speed. I think they have um, uh, the structure, uh, the number of bodies in terms of rotation uh, of bodies in there. I think they do have enough. I do. But I think the speed is the key. And, 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 you know, once you get Patrick Mahomes, he can't play around. He's got to go down. And that's that's the key. Sal, pal, I mean, 30 Super Bowls, it is amazing. And when you look at the history of the Eagles and you look at the hiring 
choices by Jeff Laurie. And it started with Joe Banner and Jeff Laurie hiring Andy Reid, hadn't been a coordinator. And then you look at Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni. There was a guy in between, but we won't mention him. Um, when you look at who they hired to be their head coach, that's pretty amazing that they have hit on these three guys and that could lead them to another Super Bowl. Jeff Lurie hired both of these guys in their first head coaching job. Astounding, really. Uh, All three, many, right? How, excuse me? All three, Andy, Doug, and uh, Yeah, what I'm saying in this game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. In this game, right? Uh, yeah. It has to be unprecedented. I can't think of a, a, a similar circumstance. And, you know, this team specifically, seven NFC championship games in this century, more than any other team in the NFC. And that starts with, I believe, the hiring of Howie Roseman back in 2000. And Howie Roseman's first draft pick is still on the team, Brandon Graham. That was his first pick. So the way Howie Roseman has run this team, allow him to pivot like this. I was on the sideline with Howie Roseman and Commissioner Goodell on, on Sunday. And Goodell had such praise for Roseman to be able to pivot like that in the salary cap era when it's so difficult to maneuver salaries and when players want to get the most they possibly can to keep the core four that they have together, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, and Kelsey is quite amazing. I said Kelsey because I know this week, sometime, John, I'm going to say Travis when I mean Jason and Jason when I mean Travis. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Kelsey. <laughs> hey, by the way, you mentioned Howie Roseman. Uh, Jeff Laurie told Mike Quick that going into this season, he thought it was the best talent that he's ever seen for an Eagles team in his ownership. Do you agree that this is the best collection of talent that we've seen for a Birds team? Yes, I do. <clears throat> you know, uh, it's almost like the real dream team. They once tried to get the dream team when uh, Namdi Asamoah was here, you know, and that whole scene with T.O. And this is a real dream team. It really is because they're really a team. I think that comes from two people. I think that comes from Nick Sirianni, who has no ego, super competitive, loves to collaborate with people, and Jalen Hurts, who is a tremendous CEO. I have never seen any – well, I was in the military, and I, I started my military career at 22 years old. So I was, a lot, I was around a lot of young naval officers. Army officers, Air Force officers. Jalen Hurts could put the uniform on and be a young officer in the military. That's the way he handles his business. It's all business, all the time, until the mission is complete. It's rare. That's rarefied air in leadership. really is. It really is. And Sal, in the locker room after the game, you were, you were able to interview Jalen on the field. And then in the locker room after the game, you saw Jalen very stoic, sitting in his chair, smoking a cigar. And then I asked Devontae Smith, because Devontae wasn't overly joyed. And I said, Devontae, you once again told me the job is not done. Where does that come from? Where do you and Jalen get this? And he said, Bama. Yeah. Bama. How much do you think the influence of Nick Saban, Alabama, how much do you think it had on Jalen and Devontae? Tremendous. Tremendous. And remember, Jalen got benched. Yeah. Got replaced. Went to Oklahoma. Didn't win the Heisman, finished, I think, second or third. He knows all about, personally, to him, that the job did not get done for him personally. So 
Uh, I think this is his opportunity to close the loop on that and to bring the team with him. But I think a lot of it comes from Nick Saban, no, no question about it. But, you know, also his father, Averian. You know, his father is a coach, and just like Nick, son of a coach. People always say that's overrated. I don't think it is at all. You know, you're a product of what your parental upbringing is in life. Uh, you know, I was I went into the military because of my uncles, because of my dad. Uh, or else it wasn't an opportunity that I automatically thought of in 19, you know, whatever, 1966. I was more interested in the Beatles in baseball. But I, I was... You know, I was taught to have a military life early on in my life. And I think Jalen gets that from his dad more than anything else. So I would say Bama, yes. But I think he had that DNA, John, from his dad, Averian, in Channel View, Texas. I do. And I think we talked about this the last time you were on that uh, when I spoke to Nick Sirianni after the game, he has never been to a Super Bowl even as a fan. People wanted him to go. His dad has never been to a Super Bowl. And now the son of a coach, and Nick said his dad is his hero, he's going to be taking his dad to their first Super Bowl together, and he's going to be coaching in it. So pretty amazing, the sons of coaches, how they've aligned here to lead the Eagles to the bowl. It is really quite amazing. And I talked to Nick today about his dad, Fran, and the influences he's had on him. His dad, Fran, his mother, Amy, you know, the football family, his older brothers, Jay and Mike. Uh, that enormous influence on him, as, as you would might expect, for sure. And I think the number one thing is, um, you know, respect each other, respect your players, your fellow coaches, um, respect the job, uh, respect the mission, respect the city. I think he really respects Philadelphia. There's no smugness about him that was, uh, you know, evident in other head coaches. There was no, like, me, me, me. Doug understood the city for sure. hundred percent. And Doug was like that. Doug had a lot of respect for everybody. And I think Nick has that same thing, but Nick has a certain juice to him. You know, he's got a vowel on the end of his name, right? Talk about <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and man, when that camera's right in front of him, he brings that swagger out. He loves it. He really does. And by the way, on my post game interview, which went viral, he invited me into the cafeteria, the Eagles cafeteria on Sunday night. You should come in and have a meal with us. So today I had lobster ravioli with Nick Sirianni in the cafeteria with, at, at the Eagles Novacare complex. He made good on his promise. That's great. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, that is a big, big secret to the success, that cafeteria at the Novacare complex. Those guys <laughs> eat good every day. Hey, so Eagles Chiefs. Eagles are favored in this game. It's a different storyline than five years ago. What's your pick? Who you think is winning? Well, John, I'm picking the game two weeks before, John. Come on now. Oh, what's going to happen between now and then? <laughs> but for the purposes of my good buddy, John Clark. Put it out there. Flight. I'm going to say Eagles 30, Chiefs 23. Wow. So the Eagles, for the first time, beat their former head coach, Andy Reid. The ghost of Christmas past. Wow. All right. Well, I'm glad you gave us uh, a pick this far in advance. And by the way, I mean, it's got us. Oh, I'm out there, buddy. I'm out there. You're out there. You're <laughs> loving every minute of it. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we did a little Seinfeld. Sal and I talk Seinfeld all the time. So we had to get one in there. Um, Sal, you're going to be there covering the Eagles again in the Super Bowl. 
and you wrote a fantastic book about the underdog story of the Eagles the first time around with Doug Peterson, backup quarterback, backup left tackle. What if this happens again here, second Super Bowl in Philly? Well, you know, you can't paint the starry night again, right? So I don't know. <laughs> that, that book took a lot of, you know, that it was a lot of heart in that book because it was their first Super Bowl. The name of the book is Philly Special, yep. how the Eagles won their first Super Bowl title. And uh, I have a box of the books in my trunk. I, I, I'm giving them away to folks now so they can read up on it, so they can realize what it takes to get to this point. It's, you know, uh, will I write another book? Maybe. We'll see. All, all, right, depends well, on, all depends on where the zeros and the commas are, John. Come on. That's exactly <laughs> right. And they're going to be they're going to be asking. So, uh, by the way, when I think about this whole thing, final couple questions for you. When I think about this whole thing and how it's transpired, it is a wild ride, Sal, because they drafted Carson Wentz to be the guy to lead the Eagles to their first Super Bowl. He helped out. Nick's, uh, Nick Foles finished the job. And then Carson has to watch him win the Super Bowl. Then they draft Jalen Hurts second round behind Carson. Maybe Carson's looking over his shoulder the whole time. He had his worst year ever. Now look where Carson is. And Jalen Hurts, the second round pick, who is supposed to be the cheap backup to Carson, he's the one leading to the, the Eagles to another Super Bowl. You can't write this. Well, we're writing it, and it's a true story, and it's a remarkable story. And, you know, you can draft quarterbacks in the first round and pay them $100 million. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes you have a little magic like Nick Foles. Sometimes you just grind it out like uh, like Jalen Hurts. Come on, John. We were there in Tampa when they lost that wild card game to the Bucs. It was bad. He was in a boot. His ankle was killing him. He comes to the podium or he was sitting at it. Actually, there was no podium. He was sitting at a, a, a table and chairs in front of the media. You and I were in the room. He looked into the camera and he said, my third year starts tomorrow. So from that point on, this young man gets surgery on his ankle, transform him, transforms his game into a game where he's a dual threat quarterback who can win from the pocket, becomes more of a pocket passer than he's ever been in his career in less than a year, grinds through training camp, goes 13, 14 and one, forget what it was before he got hurt goes through a shoulder injury and, you know, AC joint, anybody will tell you who's played any sport, AC joint, it just takes time to heal. You can't really fix it other than time. They can, they can put uh, some kind of shot in there, like a lidocaine, but, you know, afterwards, you know, guys will tell you they still have a knot, you know, in that muscle and that never goes away. It's really difficult and really painful. Can't sleep. Hard to sleep when you have that injury this guy's been through it all never changes remarkable story it is remarkable and, and and i think it all starts with that work he puts in in the off season he went to whether it was tom house or somebody he went and worked on his mechanics and he came back a couple people have noted he kind of looks a little like tom brady in his delivery so that's my segue yes. to wrap this up to ask you about tom brady because you covered him in almost all of his super bowl wins i believe right? I covered all 10 of the Super Bowls, wins and losses. Wow. So what is the NFL losing, Sal, with Tom Brady, the GOAT? I believe this is it. He's retiring again. 
Yeah, you know, I, that's an interesting way you put the question. I don't think the NFL is losing. Um, I think he'll still be part of the NFL community. Uh, it was clear down the stretch in the last couple of six games that he was playing duck and cover, chuck and duck. Didn't want to get hit. Uh, less than effective in the pocket because of that. Can't move outside the pocket. You know, he looked like a guy who has to make a decision about his life. And he did. And I'm happy that he made the decision because it was something that was obviously hanging over his head and annoying. He was getting tired of the questions. So he's the greatest player of all time. And that's pretty good. He can say that. Don't stay too long, John. That's the key in life. Yep. Well, you yep. got, you got, you got Leave plenty of years. Leave him laughing. Yeah. And you got plenty of years to go because ah. uh, <laughs> you're a Philly legend. Sal, you're a Philly legend and uh, 30 Super Bowls. This is going to be amazing. How special would it be if uh, the Eagles were able to win their second Super Bowl? And we look forward to all of your coverage all week long on ESPN and your matchup show. You guys crush it with that. You're going to be there live in Phoenix with your matchup show, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to be live. Uh, actually, we tape it on Saturday. But we will have we'll be on the ESPN set, and uh, you know, it's 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 a great show that has some great X's and O's, and Darius Butler and Greg Cosell do a wonderful job breaking down the film, and I always look forward every week to see what they have in this game, and you know, I don't think anybody knows the Eagles better than Greg Cosell in terms of film study, so that's also a special treat for the fans. We had our best ratings in four years, so people are finding the show and liking it, so that's really important. Thank you for mentioning it. It's uh, sort of labor of love for me, for sure. But I'll see you out there, and it's going to be an exciting week. A lot of stories, a lot of personalities. And, you know, the big story is, can they? Can the Eagles beat the Chiefs? Can they beat Andy Reid? We will. It will I think it will have a monster, monster national rating. Big, very big. I agree with you. And, and uh, Jason has not beaten his brother, Travis, yet. The Eagles have not beaten Andy Reid yet, so it's going to be fascinating to see if they can climb that mountain. I, not, I did not know the first part of that. Is that true? He's never beaten his brother yet in, in any sport? Oh, no, no, no. In, in the NFL. In oh, the okay. NFL. Yeah, yeah. And they only got they only got to play together in college because I think Travis missed that year of high school football. Got in a little yeah. trouble, I believe. So, so this is this is awesome. So many stories. We're going to see you out there. Looking forward to your coverage. And uh, you're the best, Sal. We appreciate your time. Well, John, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I'll see you out in Arizona. You got it, buddy. I'm so flaky.